soulmates, welcome to the uh, conversation as we work our way down to Easter weekend. A lot of folks like to say resurrection weekend. It is a Thursday. Welcome to Fox News Black Report. I'm Courtney Hicks. And I'm Brandon Hudson in for New Quarterly Corte. Uh, we're here to bring you the stories that impact our people the most. Yeah, it's our news, our views, and our voice. So let's get into our big conversation for the day. Yep. A jury awarded more than $8 million to a mother and her two daughters in a case their attorneys say Alameda County Sheriff's deputies unlawfully searched and detained them while sitting in a Starbucks parking lot. Our friends at KTVU in Oakland have the story. What are you guys doing here? Uh, waiting to go to Starbucks in a second. Why? Oh, we have, is there a problem? We can't well, so, sit here. Well, actually, let me tell you why I'm here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've been having auto break-ins in this parking lot every okay. morning around this time. A Sally Loggervale and her two daughters were sitting in a rented Cadillac outside this Castro Valley Starbucks when Alameda County Sheriff's deputies, concerned about car burglaries, zeroed in on them, demanding the mom's ID. What's that about? What did I do? What kind of crime did I commit? The deputy doesn't answer, so she refuses. You have to give me your ID. Why do I have to give you my ID? Why? I have to give you my ID because I haven't did anything. Loggervale's attorney says it's the first violation of her constitutional rights. They can ask. They can always ask, but you don't have to give it to them. And they can only demand it if they have reasonable suspicion to believe that you've committed a crime. They don't want to listen okay. to us, so let's go ahead and okay. detain these two. But then things escalate. Get out of the car. All three are put in handcuffs. You're being detained. For what? Put your hand behind your back or you're going to go to jail. No, I'm not going to jail. And, you're not and for more than an hour, held in the back of a police cruiser. Ridiculous. I just told them I have to use the restroom. The car and all of their belongings was searched without their consent, finding nothing to suggest any crimes and prompting a civil lawsuit alleging they were unlawfully stopped and searched, falsely arrested, and their privacy invaded because they're black. I think that this same scenario happened and these were white women, I, I think it all plays out very differently. A federal jury agreed, deliberating for two days and returning an $8.25 million verdict. The Loggervale's lawyer says the sheriff's office did an internal affairs investigation that said the two deputies did nothing wrong and both have since been promoted. Wow. Um, two different sides of, uh, of the fence here. Um, I, I mean, you feel you really feel for the, the mother and her, her, her daughters, and uh, it's good that they were able to get, you know, some sort of compensation. It doesn't erase the trauma. You can hear the trauma. Yeah, that they the uh, have gone through there and will continue to go through probably for the rest of their, their natural lives. Uh, but to see those officers just say, hey, you know, I don't think we did anything wrong. Um, again, it looks into that culture, that blue culture that these conversations need to be had. Yeah. And I, I think you know, the, the attorney for the families brought up a very interesting point. You know, the police can ask for your ID, mm -hmm. and, but they don't have, you don't have to give it yeah. to them. And I think a lot of people need to, to understand what they can and cannot do or what's allowed and right. what's not always allowed. Right, some, always something to learn there. But to add insult to injury, the, the, the department found that they, they did nothing wrong. You're looking at that video. You looked at that the body cam, looked like, and determined that no, no, nothing was wrong. And on top of that, you promoted these right. two. We got to move on because I'm, I'm, I'm about to start boiling. I remember when this broke and I'm just about to start okay. boiling. So All hopefully right. the money will help. Like, really? 
All right, so look, lawmakers on Capitol Hill, uh, they're proposing a new no-fly list for unruly airplane, airplane passengers. Several industry unions pushed for the idea last year, but it failed to gain traction. Now, if this is eventually signed into law, the TSA would be allowed to ban anyone convicted or fined for assaulting or interfering with airline crew members. Now, under this proposal, convicted passengers would also be banned from the TSA's pre-check or border protection global entry programs. This list is separate or would be separate from the terror-related no-fly list, the Federal Aviation Administration says that there were nearly 2,500 reports of unruly passengers on flights last year, and this is a problem that had can, had really can, took off, mm -hmm. no pun intended, mm -hmm. during the pandemic, pandemic or right before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, look, I, I get it, and I, I've said this before. I think <clears throat> before you get into any sort of a, a, an argument or mm -hmm. a confrontation with someone, you have to understand that maybe what has getting got them over the edge is something that happened in their life. Yeah. So before, you know, someone else, before you get mad with somebody else, mm -hmm. let's just take into some perspective here. Yeah. And that cooler's head, cooler has prevailed. But if you and I are on a flight, and let's say I'm the aggravator, I, I started it, you know, and we get into it, even as an innocent party, you're going to because right. you're going to be deemed as, you know, unruly or, you know, someone who has disrupted the, the flight. And they just, no matter who's at fault, they're going to put everybody off to, you know, bring about peace and, and maintain the order on that flight and then deal with, you know, he say, she say, or right. she say, she say, or he say, he say later. But, you know, if you get into it on a flight, even if you're justified, and I know, I know folks around here are, are nuts and they all kinds of craziness coming out of their mouth. There was a recent story where um, a young black man was defending his mother because somebody rushed by his elderly mother and pushed her and they sort of got into it totally justified in my opinion but you are also going to be asked to leave that flight if you get into it and hopefully this is a way to make people understand like mm -hmm. there are some serious consequences yes. here yeah that if you do not uh you know just be a you know model passenger mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and if you are unruly you got some serious consequences that you're facing that's right yeah. all right amazon uh wants us to think twice before you click buy the retailer now flagging frequently returned products when you click on a product with the flag it encourages you to check the product details and customer reviews to learn more about the item this comes as amazon deals with shaky finances and an uncertain future industry-wide returns skyrocketed during the pandemic. That number has since come down a bit, but uh, they're uh, still well above pre-pandemic numbers, so they're trying to minimize this thing. I don't know about you soulmates, but I click everything. I look through the reviews. A lot of times uh, customers, you know, show pictures of the packaging, how it came, what it looks like, such if it's clothing. I look through all of that. This is another way to be careful with your money. That's right. Uh, because I know there are people out there that will uh, you know, mm -hmm. maybe get a, little, a drink or two and they'd be under the, under the influence <laughs> and, and they'll go like, oh, click. I like this on yeah. Amazon, I like this. And then they yeah. get the gifts yeah. or get whatever packages they get and they're like, oh, I didn't want to get this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this is just a way to look, be careful because when you return stuff, uh -huh. the company then takes it in and there's a whole another process that we isn't never it, have to deal with. Isn't it crazy how, how much Amazon has become a part of our normal day to day yes. that they could be facing some kind of financial difficulty that I, I'm, I'm, right. I'm it's, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around that because folks use Amazon. And All I'm the like, time. what financial issues? Are you kidding me? Yeah.
Yeah, well. All right, so identical twins, Alyssa and Brittany, they are the first black women promoted to feeder on-road supervisors at UPS's fourth largest facility in the world. In less than two years at UPS, these trailblazing twins do more than drive trucks. Alyssa and Brittany Strickland have shared a womb in plenty of basketball courts while playing for Alabama A&M. Nobody's better than the other. So, <laughs> put that there. Is that the same with trucking too? Yeah. 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 They both have four-year-olds, and now, coincidentally, the Clayton County sisters are the first black women promoted to feeder on-road supervisors in Georgia's UPS facility. In other words, they have the important task of training people to safely maneuver the largest trucks on the road. What's your quote? If you fail, I fail. So my job is to make sure that you be successful and that you become a safe driver. It all started when Alyssa, who once taught high school science, grew bored of being a stay-at-home mom. My brother-in-law, he was like, hey, UPS is hiring people with degrees. You could do that, you know, part-time. Um, do that the morning shift. Your son be asleep, you come home, and you get to spend the whole day with him. Then Brittany, who worked for DeKalb County Watershed, saw the perks. The biggest thing for me is when I got into the department, they talked about how on-road soups were looked at as the elite and the best of the best. There are 40 women drivers at this UPS facility of 439 total. Census and jobs report data shows nationwide men make up 84% of the industry. More women should be aware of this industry and aware that they can do the job and that it's possible. In less than two years, the twins have had a meteoric rise to management and they say under their leadership, more women will do the same. We love it. In less ahead, than twins. two years, right? In less than two years at UPS, the twins uh, rose to management positions and have become an inspiration uh, for other women in uh, operations such as that. And let me tell you something: they look like they are not to be played with. Don't you call in tardy or or, or, or don't show up to work? You will have some repercussions and consequences. Beautiful as they are, I gotta feel that they don't play. They will slam dunk you uh, <laughs> exactly. if you slip up. Right? Yeah. We, we, you know, we're just wrapping up Women's History Month, but you know, this just shows like Black History Month. You know, women making history, making strides and opening up doors and creating legacies is a year, year long, 365, you know, effort. And so, you know, Fox Hills Black Report, we're going to continue to highlight, you know, black excellence, what women are doing, what every, what all the soulmates yeah. are doing, because uh, it, it really just isn't, you know, we, we know we allocate it for one particular month, but we know, uh, you know, what we do is all year, all day, 24-7. And may they continue to uh, blaze a trail for other people. That's right. Uh, that's right. And follow their footsteps. Mm -hmm. Coming up, we look at how cardiovascular disease is impacting women and black women in particular. Yeah, we're going to have more on why black women are at a higher risk. And that is next. You're watching Fox Soul's Black Report. Body train. Welcome back, soulmates, mm -hmm. to Fox News Black Report. I am Brandon Hudson and for Nicole Corte. And despite evolving technology and growing advancements in medicine, a new report by the CDC highlights a very troubling trend. Yeah, in 2021, there was a significant rise in maternal mortality in the U.S. of note. While the number of maternal deaths increased across the board, black women experienced maternal mortality at a rate 2.6 times higher than non-Hispanic white women. But there's a way to prevent this tragic epidemic. Mm. 
what can an image tell us about love? Art expressing the pain of processing grief and the pure joy of creating new life. There's something about art that words just can't express. The paintings are all the work of Omari Maynard, a project that started with a portrait and tribute to his late partner, Shimani Gibson. It's part of a foundation he created called the Araya Foundation, which stands for Advancement of Reproductive Innovation Through Artistry and Healing. It allows for me, through the art, to be able to tell the stories of these women because that's something that, you know, you don't hear about. Women of color whose lives were cut short due to birth inequities and reproductive injustice in the United States, including Shimani Gibson, who passed away two weeks after giving birth by C-section in 2019. Shimani passed giving birth to our second child, Kari. She passed 13 days after he was born. And she passed from a pulmonary embolism. Maynard says when EMTs arrived at their home, he didn't think their initial questions were relevant. The questions that kept arising was, was she on any drugs? Is she on any drugs? And he says changes to their Brooklyn neighborhood also resulted in a lack of resources at the local hospital. They didn't have any of the tools. They didn't have the personnel. In the U.S., a recent study from the CDC found black women are three times more likely to die from a pregnancy-related cause than white women. The report stating clearly, factors range from disparities in the quality of health care to underlying conditions, racism, and implicit bias. This is a, a child that's not going to have a mother. This is a father that's going to raise a child by himself. This is a family that is trying to celebrate the birth of a child at the same time, you know, uh, burying their mother. Errol Pierre is senior vice president at Health First. Health First was started in 1993, really focused on making sure underrepresented, low-income patients get access to high-quality care without any barriers. The New York-based nonprofit insurance company working on getting correct stats for the maternal death rates in the city, trying to help improve the problem. Access is the biggest issue, so that they can get in to see a doctor and a doctor that speaks your language and like understands you culturally and is really gonna take care of you and make sure that you're getting the, the care that you need. Dan Bowens, Fox 5 News. Our thanks to our Fox 5 yes. family for that. You know, look, we've, we've talked, we've, you and I have had this conversation about, you know, the rates here and how scary it is to have a baby here in the States. Yes. You know, you, you think we're talking about third world nations, mm -hmm. but we are talking about right here in the United States of America, and we have some work to do. Um, and in particular uh, with, with black women and, and our maternal health and how dismissed we've been. We are suffering unnecessary losses because we're not being heard or taken seriously. Yep. Uh, Serena Williams uh, was very open and sharing her story about how she had to you know, tell these doctors something is not right. right. Um, and so there is a lot of work to do, but we appreciate efforts uh, like this. You know, a few years ago, I had to work on a uh, story about, you know, healthcare in the black community. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that the doctor spoke about, it was a black doctor, mm -hmm. and she had talked about implicit bias mm -hmm. and how implicit bias is still prevalent in our black communities. And uh, when it comes to, you know, our doctors who are not of color. That's right. And so we have to find a way to break down those walls mm -hmm. and those stigmas. Mm -hmm. So the doctors that we get our, our care from 
um, especially if they are not black doctors, mm -hmm. can understand the troubles that we're going through and, and that sometimes we are listening to our bodies and, yeah. and seeing the signs, but they're being ignored by the people who we're trusting to care for us. Right, so Brandon, let's move into you know some solutions and yes. solution-based conversation. There's a community that's doing something about black maternal uh, mortality. Yeah, so here's how an organization in North Philadelphia is helping black moms with resources that they might not have known have been available. The common theme here is community, making these wonderful expected mothers, current mothers, dads, everybody feel like they can get through this wonderful journey and doing that by giving them actual physical resources like these bags that they can take home and the information that they need to go through this journey. All these booths and people running them are geared towards making life easier for mothers. Give us the resources that we might not have or have access to or even know about. Um, and also just give us a day of relaxation and, you know, get to meet other mothers, midwives, doulas. Unfortunately, the United States has become the leader in maternal mortality rates, and organizers like LaToya Dennis are working to change that. We're certifying doulas, so if they're interested in becoming a doula, we'd love to certify doulas in Philly and every other city that we go to, but it's critically important for us to save lives, and our initiative is for black, uh, American Indian, and Alaskan Native moms. The event is a full day with guest speakers, resource booths, health screenings, and some pampering and fun in the form of mocktails and fun relaxing spaces for moms and dads. We even have a respite room, which is really heightening awareness around mental health, particularly PMAT, perinatal and postpartum mood and anxiety disorder. What we're here to do today is to elevate. This is the second time Enon Tabernacle Church has held the Black Maternal Health Summit. Our women suffer uh, because of a bad diagnosis, because of the disparities that exist anyhow within uh, the medical experience. And so it's, it's just important that we focus on our children and our mothers. With the hope that every mom is able to deliver and raise their child in a happy and healthy way so every mother can enjoy the experience. Once I see my baby come out here and cry, and I was just like, like, this is God. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, this is amazing. If you didn't make it out today, but you want to learn more about these wonderful resources that are available, head over to fox29.com. Yeah, so the answers, solutions. Yeah options being you know presented to, to those folks in that area when it comes to this issue yeah I, you know philly has always been on the forefront and you i say this philly. from experience yeah, yeah they've always been on the forefront on listening to the black community mm -hmm. and finding ways to 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 work and help people in the community out there mm -hmm. uh and i think that goes back to even you know before george floyd mm -hmm. and because like detroit they are a uh pr predominantly black city mm -hmm. they at least the black community mm -hmm. takes care of the people who are in the lower income areas. Yeah. Going back to the you know maternal uh, parenthood aspect of it, you've got three under the age of four. Mm -hmm. um, did you and and your wife experience anything, you know, as far as bias was concerned? Did you experience any any anything that kind of threw you off in the midst of your you know your pregnancy journey, or do you think that your care was sound? And, and effective. All right, so I'll share this. Uh, and my wife and I, we have this conversation all the time because we look at stories like this 
Uh, and we, we talk about how fortunate we always are because mm -hmm. my wife and our doctor, her primary care doctor, her mm -hmm. OBGYN, mm -hmm. was a, 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 a white doctor, a white woman. Mm -hmm. um, but she listened to my wife each and every step of the way, especially when she uh, she had her twins. We had our twins, and there was a, a situation where we had to go with a high-risk doctor, and mm. uh, around 20 weeks, we had the high-risk doctor come in, and she had this look on her face like, I don't know if they were gonna make it. And so we mm. were concerned. And so what they did was they sent us across the street to one of the competing hospitals. And they said, hey, look, there's a surgical procedure that should help. It's an experiment, but we just wanna see. And, and, and they were so uh, caring and so mm -hmm. helpful along every step of the way. Now, our, our youngest, the, the singleton uh, who we had, uh, we had really virtually no problems. But mm -hmm. with the twins, mm -hmm. we were just talking about how fortunate we are that uh, our doctor and really her doctor wow. really listened to uh, her and, and made sure that she was cared for, even and not even just in, in the hospital or the, the doctor's offices, but even at work yeah. when they're like, hey, look, you need bed rest. She's like, I got you. Wow. And it, it goes a long way. And we hope that there are more doctors. And I, I know there are, mm -hmm. but there are. Uh, we just hope that there, more doctors can follow suit. It's good that you and your wife felt heard, respected, yes. and taken care of, and that you mattered mm -hmm. in, in your journey. That's a but now story. the next step is to help those who don't feel hurt. Yeah, and to help you get some rest. I know yeah. you have a. I know you have a great support team here. Yes, oh for sure. That's I, why we moved to Detroit. Three babies under four years yes. old. I don't even know how you here. Hey, I don't know uh, how by you the here. grace of God, you by are the grace a superman. I know that's right. All right, so look, let's talk about an important recall that is affecting thousands of bottles of hand sanitizer. Oh. The FDA says that certain bottles of sanitizer made by Jarman's Midwest Cleaning Systems uh, contain a dangerous amount of methanol. The recall specifically covers the company's 80% and 75% topical solution sanitizers. So if you have it in your home, throw it away now. Excuse me, you can contact Jarman's to request a refund. So you're going to kill yourself, kill the germs and right, yourself. Right, right. And this is something that, you know, this is one of those practices that we picked up from the pandemic. Yeah. Having one, two, three, four, five, maybe uh, a, a jar of sanitizer in I every room, do. Do bathroom. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it is not within, it was within eyesight mm -hmm. in our house. You know, it was a habit that I'm hoping those who didn't have it mm -hmm. prior to the pandemic would, would, would catch it and then keep it. And yes. It become just like a habitual in nature for them because even before the pandemic I'm gonna have wipes in my purse yeah. I have spray when you go to the restaurant or when you come out there sometimes you have the lever that'll open up the door but sometimes you got to touch that thing and there's no paper yeah. towel around and so I'm not germophobic in a sense but I've always been very conscious and aware of that so when the pandemic hit I was like Y'all weren't washing your hands, you know, <laughs> regularly. You were using wipes in the first place. You were wiping off the shopping cart in the first place. Well, it, I know I was. It's funny because before the pandemic, mm -hmm. you used to people who, you would look at people who would get sanitizer after what, shaking somebody's hand. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you, maybe you get low-key offended. Like, sure. I can't believe they, right. they did that. They, they did like, that shaking wrong? my hand. Now it is like, Listen, it is commonplace. And I remember right before we got to the point where we were locking down everything mm -hmm. and we would see people walking around with not just masks but gloves yeah. out in public yeah. touching uh our our, our kiosk mm -hmm. or touching mm -hmm. the, the street meter to have to pay for parking mm -hmm. um 
now that is that is comfortable. You yeah. don't even think twice about yeah. it. You don't I, bat an eye at it. I'll still do a mask on a plane mm -hmm. because I feel like that's really, 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 Same really here. close. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, if I'm spread out in a store or walking the street, I don't really do a mask as much. Certain times of year, mm -hmm. when it gets close to the holidays yeah. or Easter, mm -hmm. and I know the, the stores are going to be crowded, I will wear a mask. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's smart. All right. Meanwhile, cardiovascular disease takes a tremendous toll on American women and black women in particular. Yeah, but there are ways to keep the heart healthy and to avoid having a heart attack. Fox's Frankie Thompson has a closer look. Cardiovascular disease is the number one cause of death for women in the United States. One in every three women will die from cardiovascular disease. And in fact, one in every two black women will die from cardiovascular disease. Dr. Michelle Albert with American Heart Association says heart condition kills more than 50,000 black women each year, with stroke being the leading cause of their death. Annually, the association dedicates February as the Heart Health Awareness Month to connect with women who are at risk. Women taking charge of their lives and their heart health, knowing their cholesterol, knowing their blood pressure, knowing their sugar levels. The question is, why is heart disease targeting this specific population? Doctors say there are risk factors more prevalent in black people that cause heart failure and attacks. You know, high blood pressure, hypertension, high blood sugar, diabetes, um, overweight obesity, smoking. Dr. Hailu uh, Tillahan with Virginia Mason Franciscan Health says the heart condition starts with their choice of food and salt intake. Stress reduction is another thing, too, because we know that's something that can increase the likelihood of all these risk factors. When it comes to treating these health and heart issues in people of color, Tillahan says affordability and access to health care is a factor. Uh, are there facilities that people can access that uh, can provide that care? Um, and so that can be a, a challenge depending on socioeconomic issues or not. To address the disparities in care, Virginia Mason Franciscan Health is piloting its Healthy Hearts program. It partners with faith communities for 16 weeks, teaching members how to self-monitor their blood pressure and discuss results with a nurse. Tillahan says a simple step anyone can do for a healthier heart is change their diet. Uh, trying to avoid processed food and minimal red meat and more uh, fish and moderate amount of chicken. Um, you know, regular exercise, that's uh, the recommendation is a minimum of, uh, you know, 30 minutes a day, at least five times a week. Very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that story. And uh, it is good to see uh, all that stuff that's happening there. Mm -hmm. So, indeed. All right. Up next, LeBron, J the billionaire, <laughs> LeBron James is making moves to help kids for generations to come. All right. So, we're going to tell you the company that is partnering with uh, him to make this initiative come true. Yeah. You're watching Fox Souls Black Report Soulmates. We appreciate you so much. We'll be right back. All right, soulmates, welcome back to the Fox Soul Black Report. Uh, Los Angeles star LeBron James, he continues to give back to his hometown. Earlier this month, LeBron James' family foundation announced its partnership with the Starbucks Coffee Company, a community store, will be featured in the foundation's House 330 in Akron, Ohio, run by James's I Promise students, teachers, and parents, and other family members. He always is up to something. This is why folks love LeBron. Yeah. And this is why he is considered 
one of the greatest of all time, and arguably, depending on who you talk to, well, the I greatest need to ask of all you. time. And I, I say that. I because know you're a big buff here. I because basketball of guy. the accomplishments that he does, you know, outside of basketball. Now, if we're talking on, on the, court, the court, I still say Michael Jordan. Um, but two different but eras. I feel, why can't they both eras. be the best? They can be in their respective eras. Opinion. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if you're having that conversation in the barbershop or at the kitchen table or in the living room mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. in the basement, uh, if you're going on court, you know, Michael Jordan, if you're uh, talking about, you know, all the stuff to betterment, to the betterment of the community, Michael Jordan has done that stuff too. Mm -hmm. But uh, LeBron James is he really seems to be a little bit more grassroots. Own. I mean, yes. Michael Jordan has done amazing. Yeah, I know, uh, giving back. But LeBron, I don't know the way he goes about it. Has to seem to be a little bit more grassroots. It is, and I, and I think the the, the contrast and, and the difference here is, you know, in, in Michael's day, mm -hmm. we didn't really see or we didn't really talk about the need mm -hmm. and for there was a young media. black education. Right. There was not social media, mm -hmm. so we didn't really see the need or or have those conversations about, mm -hmm. you know black education mm -hmm. in our own communities. For LeBron, he has you know, really been in the forefront because uh, we've talked since then that there is a need. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And here we are. And if you hadn't um, chosen the anchor desk, you, you're a pretty tall brother here. Uh, uh, maybe you've been and, shoulder you know, to shoulder with the, LeBron. There, I, don't I don't know. I don't know about shoulder to shoulder. He's still, he still got some, some inches on I me. I know, but, but you, uh, got, you got some height going say, on. I will say this. Um, my uh, back in high school, freshman mm -hmm. year of high school. Okay. Um, I went to a, a small Catholic private high school in Alabama, and I wasn't really good at basketball. But my mom said because she was a, a former coworker of the high school basketball coach, uh -huh. um, right after they won the state championship, she goes, "You know, if you had just talked to me and <laughs> and told coach, we could at least got we you on the team. You never played, <laughs> but you could have had a state championship. I could have had two state championship rings. rings but I think yeah. also just practice." Practicing with the team at the time, mm -hmm. I probably learned so much that I probably could have had, you know, some sort of future in basketball. No, you, you're right where you're but supposed I'm here. to be. You know, God called me right here. Leading, so dashing here. anchor. Because I'm so, I was so bad at basketball, God led me in the direction of being here at the anchor yeah. desk with you. But you love sports. I, I mean, do. You could talk about sports through and through. You just weren't good. I but. could. No, I could not. <laughs> That's honest. Yeah. That's honest. Yeah. All right. Well, you're good at what you do yeah. now, buddy. Thank you. All right. Let's go to Fulton County, uh, where the local police department is honoring the black woman who uh, risked their lives every day to keep the community safe. Our good friends at Fox 5. I have a good friends at yeah. Fox 5. Uh, Atlanta have the story. Check it out. Dozens of people gathered at the Porsche Experience Center for a breakfast with a purpose. Thank you for joining us this morning. Organizers dedicated the entire event to women making strides. You know, today is an opportunity for the Fulton County Sheriff's Office for us to celebrate the women that make up a large part of our Sheriff's Office. And as, as Beyonce would say, who runs the world? Right? We have past leaders and, and future leaders. We have uh, really mentors that have helped uh, a new generation of leadership in law enforcement. Like Tolliver County's sheriff, who's the first woman to hold that position. I never envisioned myself here, but I'm very thankful that I am here. At the breakfast, Fulton County Sheriff Pat Labatt honored Kelly Stewart, co-founder of the LEAD Center for Youth, for her dedication to the next generation. We use baseball to teach them how to overcome three curveballs that threaten their success, crime, poverty, and racism. The office also recognized Major Johnny Ruth Bussey, who in 1970 became Fulton County's first black female deputy. A beautifully decorated breakfast for some of the Metro's most influential women.
I'm gonna need the camera guy to pull up off that breakfast. I'm ready to go eat something now. We, yeah, we got we call them Coney Island. He can right. get a Coney Island breakfast. Look, I know we wrapped up Women's History Month, but again, you know, Women's History, much like Black History Month, you know, 65 days a year, 24/7. Yeah, as as we see here. No, um, you know, it, it is great to see, especially the women in law enforcement, because mm -hmm. it seems like every single story that we've talked about lately about law enforcement deals with the negative side of the culture. So to see women uh, appreciated with, yeah. appreciated, especially those who are, you know, in uniform, mm -hmm. um, it, it's a great sight. It is. Yeah. It really is. United Airlines is reaching an agreement with its workers union on a new contract. It is a two-year deal raising wages for 30,000 ground workers. Now, according to the International Association of Machinists, the contract includes the industry best wages along with better job security and the union. They just need to ratify the deal. And making the world a better place starts with improving our own communities. It's what New Era Detroit has done for a decade. They're making a lot of magic happen. They so recently, are. I spoke with the founder, mm -hmm. Zeke Williams, about the national recognition that they're getting for protecting women and black-owned businesses. So instead of sitting down in a studio or building, we took this conversation on the road. Mm -hmm. And we want you to take a look. First and foremost, uh, congratulations on all the work that New Era Detroit has been doing lately. Because uh, I see you guys, you're popping up on uh, social media, but you guys have been doing this for quite a quite a while. So how did New Era Detroit get its start? Man, we just, you know, we started back in 2014, uh, just wanting to do something in the community, be more visible. Uh, it was really a call out for men to get more involved in the community. And uh, here we are here today in 2023, uh, one of the uh, fastest growing um, all black organizations in the country. I know that you guys really got a lot of um, recognition for the work that you're doing. Um, just to make sure there's not another Tracy Golden. Uh, this woman was a mom. Did it hit any different when you found out about what happened to her? Well, man, I've been doing this work uh, for a long time in our community. And, you know, we should be able to do more about protecting innocent people. You know, public safety is a real thing. Seeing what happened to a, a good sister, Tracy, um, even sparked us uh, a bit more um, because that was just completely unacceptable. And, you know, I, I keep every time I, I see that footage, it's just like if somebody was there, could that have been a different outcome? You know, would, would she would have been able to go home to her family? And it's just like once again, it's, it's a call out to black men uh, in our community to get more involved, be more visible. almost nine years coming up. What does the next nine years look like and, and what does New Era look like beyond, beyond that? You know, our goal is to be in uh, every black community, you know, worldwide, not just nationwide. Um, we really developed the black print for a day-to-day -day organization. If you want to see our communities change, we got to make sure that we put ourselves in a position to make it a lifestyle, man. And that's what New Era is. That's what the black print is. I think this is the, this spot here. But yeah, man, I appreciate you. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, man, thank Song. you. 
So you can get the full mm. version of that story. So it's like a, what, five-minute uh, story. Uh, that is on our, our, our website, fox2detroit.com. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to thank Zeke for doing that. Look, man, it, it, it was a great experience just sitting down with him mm. and having these conversations, and we were just driving and, and uh, just talking about life. Yeah. And, you know, he talks about how he was, uh, he was involved in basketball. Mm -hmm. He was involved in music. And then he realized, you know, those weren't the paths that he wanted to take. He ended up in community involvement, being mm. a community activist. And you can see just over the past decade how far it has led him. And so I'm proud of Zeke and uh, what he has done with New Era Detroit. They have several other New Era chapters all across the country. You can mm -hmm. look them up on Instagram. And uh, they are really... You know, we talk about, you know, people making change in our own neighborhoods. Uh, they're really, you know, walking the walk and talking. The talk. Yeah, and I follow them on, on across social media, in particular Instagram, and citizens really do feel safer mm -hmm. with them out there. I know right now, I, you know, I don't know if I'd go get gas at night. I don't know if I'd go to what we call them party stores or just corner stores. I don't know if I'd go there. Um, our home is in a nice neighborhood, but you know, everybody is, is dealing with something. Right. Uh, you know, pulling up into the into the into the garage. You know, and you know, you just have those thoughts. And so, with them being out there and the way they're armed. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, a little it, jarring to it, see it at is, first. It is. It is. But then you realize where it. they come from. I get it. And then it gives you peace of mind. I'm sure they're hoping not to have to use it, but it's right. the intimidation factor maybe. Right. But I know a lot of folks feel much safer with them out there. We appreciate them. For that sure. was a great story. And hey, those great cam camera angles there. Oh, yeah, hey, you, you got real I got, fancy. I got, I, it's, it's not me. I oh. got to thank our crew, our Fox Ooh. 2 photojournalists, for making us look good each and every day. They look fantastic. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. So up next, uh, the making of the movie Air movie from one of the actors themselves. Yep. We'll show you what Chris Tucker had to say about being the iconic, being in the uh, iconic film. We'll uh, talk more about that on the way. You're watching Fox Hills Black Report. Welcome back to The Conversation right here on Fox Soul's Black Report. Uh, actor and comedian Chris Tucker is one of the many stars in the new movie, Air. Yeah, so our friends at Fox Atlanta, they spoke to him uh, about the movie and tells the birth of this popular shoe brand. The Nike swoosh emblem is seen throughout every major sport, but believe it or not, there was a time where it wasn't popular. Back in the 84, it was all about Adidas, you know, break dancing and, 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 and shell toe shoes and uh, fat shoe strings and uh, Pumas. It was Nike wasn't cool. That was it was for people who jogged. In fact, Magic Johnson turned down a deal with the brand back in the 80s. But there was one superstar who did not. Michael Jordan, a black man owning some of his shoe. Uh, uh, you know, make it, you know, owning his own destiny, uh, creating a brand back in the day before all, you know, we even thought about that. You know, nowadays everybody on social media trying to create a brand. So this, it means so much. Jordan brand is a huge part of society today and not just in sports, but also fashion, hip hop and more. But it means a lot to the culture because it became cool. Nike became cool and Michael 
uh, signed there. They started cre- creating his own shoe. They had these different colors, and then he had jogging. I remember Jordan jogging suit with him, his image on the suit, and all to compete with Adidas. Chris Tucker stars as Howard White, the now vice president of Jordan Brand. The actor says he knows Howard well, and even though his role in the film is minor, he made sure to study up on his friend. So he had me talking to people when he was five years old. He used to childhood friends riding bikes in the street with from teachers, from principals to, to high school coaches and um, and to Charles Barkley. Although the film is more on the story of how MJ's brand came to be, he still had a hand in telling the story. Ben said he wouldn't even done the movie if it wasn't for Michael's blessings. And then also he brought in a great component with Viola Davis. He wanted Viola Davis to play his mama and he wanted Howard White to be in the movie, which my part wasn't even in the movie. I had to write all my parts, but through all the research for Howard White, that was the only way I was able to do that. The film also stars Matt Damon, Jason Bateman, Marlon Wayans, and more. Tune in to find out how his airness helped create the soul of Nike. You have our attention. Oh, wow. Really looking that forward to seeing like that movie. That's going to be a good one. Yeah, it is. It is especially with the, no, the number of people that are in that movie. Yeah. Viola Davis, Chris Tucker, uh, Matt Damon, uh, Ben Affleck. Any movie that Ben Affleck direct, directs uh, has been, you know, he's always knocked it out of the park. But uh-huh. this one in particular, because, you know, when you grow up, in that era and you see Nike evolving to what it's become now, mm-hmm. uh, you really want to see the story behind it. Yeah, and it's good to see Chris Tucker you yes. know, back in, in front of the yeah. camera. I, I don't know how comedic this role will be. Right. He's, he's However, not smoking I know, I know. He's, he's, he's a long he's, way from smoke. He's, he's a long way from rush hour. Come on now. Yeah. But, I, you know, I, I know he'll put some, some stank on it and might have a couple of laughs here and there, but it's good to see him. And, and like a lot of these uh, actors and comedians from my particular era, mm-hmm. I think we still look good. No, Chris yeah. Tucker looks he's fantastic. Great. Yeah, he looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always good to see him in whatever movie he does. Yeah. I remember, I think one of the last movies I saw him was mm-hmm. uh, Silver Linings Playbook, mm-hmm. which he, it was mm-hmm. a dramatic role, but he mm-hmm. really did a great job with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 50 plus club. All right. <laughs> hey, represent. All right, so up next, our favorite segment. We're going to show some black excellence. We love it. We'll show you how the longstanding sorority Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, the first and the finest, (laughs) is continuing to make changes to help our community. You're watching Foxo's Black Report. All right, so let's salute black excellence. Yeah. And let's talk about some uh, sorority that is near and dear to your heart. That is my heart. Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Uh, Take a look at their rich uh, history and legacy of service. 100 years is significant no matter what you're talking about. This billboard is actually celebrating the first sorority graduate chapter for black women in Georgia. It's Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated's Kappa Omega chapter celebrating a century of service. 1923 in Atlanta was a difficult time for African-Americans. There was segregation, lynchings, Jim Crow laws. Atlanta's most famous son, civil rights icon, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. had not yet been born. Despite it all, 10 courageous college-educated women started the Kappa Omega graduate chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. 100 years later, 
Bridget Grant is the current president. And now to be able to celebrate Kappa Omega's 100, knowing all the things that, um, all the odds that they had to beat in order for us to be here. Atlantan Marie Wolfolk Taylor had been one of the 16 young women who founded the nation's first black sorority in America on Howard University's campus in Washington, D.C. Taylor, who was a social worker, came back home to expand the sisterhood in Atlanta. Marie Wolfolk Taylor was a member of the First Congregational Church that was established in 1908. She was a lady of class. She knew how to deal with people. She was a great missionary. The sorority's cornerstones are service and sisterhood. This donation drive is called Pretty Packs. Members who normally don pink and green are dressed in red to support Heart Health Month. The chapter assembled 1,200 packages of toiletries for Atlanta public school girls in need. Members say it's all about giving back. A real Alpha Kappa Alpha woman leaves an impact in her neighborhood. She gives of herself. She gives of her time, her talent, and her money. The Ivy Community Foundation, which is our philanthropic arm, owns its own building and has elevated the Atlanta community by awarding tens of thousands of dollars in college scholarships through several programs, including a very successful debutante cotillion. Other initiatives address literacy, education, economics, social justice, voter registration, and environmental sustainability. With a national membership of more than 355,000 women, Perhaps the most well-known member is Vice President Kamala Harris. But in the Kappa Omega chapter, member Mary Frances Early, who is the first African-American to graduate from the University of Georgia, is a trailblazer. And we can't forget Diamond member Anita Carson, who has served with distinction for 75 years and is 94 years old. Yes, but, yes, but there's so much uh, excitement. As Kappa Omega celebrates this historic milestone, the chapter boasts more than 500 members and vows to continue serving and impacting the community. We have women today that are in all kinds of fields that are making wonderful impacts. You will not find us on the sidelines. We're in the front of everything. I would like to see our level of service explode across Metro Atlanta. If you need hands, we are there. We are here to serve the community that we live in, and that's, that's our goal. The chapter will begin the centennial celebration with a gesture of respect and gratitude by laying a wreath at founder Marie Wolfolk Taylor's grave here in historic Oakland Cemetery. In Southeast Atlanta, Anjali Proctor, Fox 5 News. All right, so look, I know that you're proud yes. of these sisters. You're proud, so are anyway. Yes. But when you see that this is one of those um, sororities and organizations mm -hmm. that continues to blaze trails with mm -hmm. Kamala Harris as mm -hmm. vice president mm -hmm. and so many other women that have doing Ava so many Duvernay, great things. Courtney Gladys Hicks. Knight. Yeah, you know, Courtney Hicks. Courtney Hicks. <laughs> um, but just being a member of this organization, mm -hmm. I know that there's so many, and you meet them all over the country, but when yeah. you see um, 
their vision become mm -hmm. reality, especially in this day and age. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Well, it's, it's just an honor to be a part of such a rich, rich legacy. And when I think about um, those those women, our founders, we call them pearls, um, they were just, you know, college age. We're talking about what, late teens, maybe early 20s, to have the forethought to gather mm. and to put um, an, an effort, something like this uh, together, uh, and then to have the foresight to then incorporate it, you know, to protect its integrity and its uniqueness um, is just absolutely awesome and we're into 115 years of that legacy of service and uh, I'm just grateful and humbled and honored to be a part of the sisterhood to be a part of the divine nine uh, it is definitely a, a unique experience and I even have girlfriends who who came over in the uh, alpha chapter right there at Howard yeah. and that that rich uh, legacy that started back in 1908 and, and it's just an honor to see and meet so many so I mean you can be in the dollar store and be like you <laughs> you got pink you, and green you know what's up you, and it's just a hug it's a hello it's you a know, beautiful beautiful what thing. is crazy is that in the span of 115 years you've yeah. gone from the colleges mm -hmm to the anchor desk, mm -hmm. to the second highest office in the land. Mm -hmm. There's no telling what can happen over the next 115 years. What but else? I'm here for it. Yeah, absolutely. You I say you you're, you're, your mom's a part of the Divine My Eye. My mom is a part of the Divine Eye. She's Delta Sigma Theta. Okay. But she has two good friends, and Sandra and Sandra, uh, both oh, are AKAs. So, uh -huh. yeah. uh, you know, the Divine Nine runs in, in our, our, our our blood, in our, yeah. our family. So. Yeah. Uh, my husband's a, a Kappa. Yeah. His mom, AKA. His dad. A Q, his son, uh, an alpha. That's a true legacy his, right there. Uh, his aunt, uh, uh, Zeta. All the divine I mean, right really, there, yeah. His sister-in-law, a Delta. Yeah. So, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And so, you know, listen, it's, sometimes it's not for everybody, but for those uh, who choose to be a part and, and walk that life, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful walk and there's a lot of good uh, that comes out of it. And, um, you know, these organizations are, are, are here to stay. Yeah. That's for sure. It's always funny because my, whenever my mom comes to visit, mm -hmm. she tries to recruit my daughter, who's only three years old. Ah. Uh, I say, hey, you're going to be a Delta, you're going to be a Delta. <laughs> so I, Delta. I, I hope <laughs> that she is a Delta, because I don't know if my mom's mm -hmm. heart could take it right. if she uh, joined another sorority. But, you know, it, the Divine Nine, it's all love anyway. Yeah, it yeah. really, really is. We have enjoyed having you, honey, as always. Pleasure we to be appreciate here. it. Yeah. appreciate it. Thank it's time you. for you to go take a nap. You've been, right, you've been on yeah. this Superman marathon well, thing you know, going I, on. I go to my other job, which is, you know, <laughs> taking care of a whole bunch of kids in the family. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Super dad, too. In case you yeah. missed it, this is a father of three, and they're all under the age of four. His wife is a super-duper anchor here uh, in the Detroit area as well. So I don't know how y'all do it, but community, it's amazing. Uh, our, yeah, our, that yeah, village, our huh? Community. It's a village. Take yeah. your village. For uh, the full rundown on today's stories uh, featuring Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated <laughs> and more, you can access Fox Souls video on demand on any of our partners. You can even access uh, past shows and other uh, content. Don't forget, Soulmates, we need you to download that Foxhole app. It's free and that's going to, you know, keep you in the know as to what's happening here on Foxhole's Black Report. We appreciate you joining us for sure. Yeah, so uh, what? It's, uh, we're heading into Easter weekend. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, do you have any plans? Uh, it's just spending time with family. Yeah. You know, we just you know took a major uh, hit a couple of weeks ago with the tragic loss of my uh, grandmother and, mm -hmm. and uncle in an early morning house fire. So we're going to lay low and just uh, enjoy each other's company and really take in how our holidays are now shifted without yeah. with 
without our matriarch, you know, and try to just, um, sometimes you just can't understand it, you just have to survive it. Right. And you, and you make those adjustments a little bit by little bit, and, and through it all, you just got to continue to breathe. Just well, we'll breathe. continue to pray for you. Thank you so much. Pray for much. patience. Pray yeah, for, and thanks for, for your help, too, in, 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 yeah. clutch, in the clutch. Yeah, thing. yeah, so no, it, that's the thing about holidays, though, mm -hmm. I think sometimes, you know, not every holiday has to be mm -hmm. grand and, and grandiose. Mm -hmm. Sometimes those good good holidays, the ones that you remember most, are just mm -hmm. sitting around and having those conversations. It's the memories. It's the yeah. memories. It's, it's, it's family. It's the nucleus. And that's yes. what we really got to get back to. That's going to save save the block, save the hood, yes. save the village. Yeah. It's, it's sticking with family. Very much so. Yeah. So whatever you soulmates plan to do for uh, Easter, uh, just make sure it's a good one. And remember to cherish the ones you love the most. I'm Courtney Hicks. I'm Brandon Hudson. Thanks so much for watching Fox Soul's Black Report. We will see you soon. We appreciate you and stay safe.